welcome into Poke the Bear episode 123. That is Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. Connor, how you doing? Evan, I'm doing well. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. We're recording this the, the day before Thanksgiving. We're recording this uh, on Wednesday afternoon. So again, the Panthers game has yet to happen. I know twice in one week, not what we want, Killing but it is the week of Thanksgiving. So, you know, I guess this is what we, this is, you guys know at this point, this is how we do it every year. We do it prior to, and we'll get into things that we're thankful for at the end of today's episode. Um, but the big thing with the Bruins, doesn't matter the game, Patrice Bergeron hit a thousand points. Patrice Bergeron hit 1,000 points. And Connor, I couldn't help myself when the way he got his 1,000th point. Uh, again, it was kind of last, it was, you know, people kind of realized it after it took a second to realize like, oh, he just got the 1,000 point. You know, it wasn't a goal or anything like that. And all I could think of was like, what if the NHL, after the Bruins had all come onto the ice, the NHL was like, actually, it's not a point. I feel like that'd be like the, that'd be like the one guy watching from Toronto who'd be like, I looked at it, and actually, if you take a close look, and I feel like another guy with like a clipper would like hit him in the head, be like, "No, Shut up. no, yeah, fine, we'll overlook it." We'll be like the cop in the town where he looks and yes, well, he, I was gonna say even way. even if that tech, I don't know, I mean, technically it was a point, but if somehow it wasn't a point, I still feel like you got to give it to him. You know, you can't you can't, you can't go back on, on the that. Ice. No, absolutely, no. That's yeah. It's like I remember last year. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, Minnesota State in hot in college hockey scored an overtime goal. And then 45 minutes later, they realized it was it was offsides or didn't it shouldn't have counted. So they brought the teams back on the ice after the fans had already left um, and celebrated. So um, not as bad as that, but still no. wouldn't have been great. Uh, but a thousand points, though, Connor, that's a huge that's a freaking huge thing. Um, what do you, I mean? Again, I feel, and this is why, like, even when it happened, I feel like we've said everything that could possibly be said about Patrice Bergeron. Um, and his greatness and that he's a legend and everything. I mean, is there anything new that, that you could come, that could come from this? I mean, it just, I think further validates, I think Jim Montgomery probably said it best after the game that he's a guy that if he didn't, you know, if he decided to cheat and play, you know, more offensively, probably would have had 1300 points by now. It's just a testament to him of how committed he is to both ends of the ice that, you know, other guys that have maybe surpassed him or got there before him, but to be a guy that's that, uh, stout defensively that always seems to make the right plays, the mic, the right reads, um, and to then hit a thousand points on top of it, be that consistent of a player. It shows you just what a special talent he is. And it's almost fitting that, you know, I'm sure the Bruins would have liked his 1000 point to be a goal, you know, a shot from the bumper or something like that. But um, for him to have a play where it's, you know, doing the little things that lead to a, a goal, you know, he takes the puck, weaves to the neutral zone, gets past Kucherov and goes right to the net and takes six foot six Victor Hedman with him, clears him kind of out of that space for March and eventually scores again, things that maybe sometimes don't reflect on the stat sheet. If let's say he ends up not getting a secondary assist on it, but it's those little plays that lead to those grade A chances, those plays that lead to, um, you know, scoring chances on the other end of the ice, getting broken up and stuff like that. It's just a testament to a guy that um, impacts the game in just about every single way, both on the ice, off the ice. Obviously, the Bruins have uh, talked time and time again about how influential he is in terms of being a leader, setting an example, cultivating the culture in the room. Um, and to at his age, you know, 37, still playing at this level. It's impressive. I mean, you look at what like the various things that have led to the Bruins, uh, you know, 17 2 and 0 stat this year could be 18 uh, 2 based on how tonight's game goes. But regardless, a very good stat. Um, his impact has, you know, 
been felt throughout this, whether it's the the team, you know, buying into the the urgency that comes with him coming back this year. But it's not just he's like this intangible narrative in terms of that last year. And they're kind of rallying around the old grizzled captain like he, he's leading by example, too. He's been playing at an extremely high level as well. Yeah. And I think Claude Julian honestly said it best. He said, you know, uh, he you know, he has a thousand points at one end, but he could easily have if you added it all up you know, prevented a thousand points at the other. And again, I just, I look at, uh, at Bergeron and I mean, it's just, it, what else can be said? I mean, the, he's a legend. I, like, there's just so much you can say there. Um, and I just, I, I, you know, it's, it's incredible. I, I mean, again, to, to, to think, and also, I mean, you also consider how his career almost ended. I think a lot of people kind of forget that I'm sitting in the dark here. I don't know if you're watching on video, but the sun, the way it's coming through the window, I look like, look like it's like Bane or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, I got to move my chair. I got to move my table. So I'm more in the sunlight. There we go. I think that's that's there good. Go. Um, but I mean, again, when you think about how his career almost ended uh, with the Randy Jones hit in 2008. And like, again, I just I go back to that and I, I look at kind of how he's ever since and the, and the player that he's become. And also, I mean, you even look at like, to continue to produce it at this age, to produce at this age at, at the level he's doing it at, which leads me to this next point. Does this look like a guy in his last season? It's done to me, but I will. I mean, again, and I think it goes back to, you know, throughout the off season, the question was never, oh, can he continue to be good? Right? Like that was, that was never the question. The real question is, does he really want to go through all of this all over again? Um, and I think that's going to be the question again next off season. But the production is there. The defensive play is there. Everything is good. And what did he have? An 85% five-on-five goals for share I saw on Twitter. Um, I think expected goals, yeah. Expected goals uh, in that game against Tampa. I mean, like, I I don't know if we want to make, like, full predictions here, but it doesn't look like a guy in his last season to you, too, either. Yeah, no, I mean, in terms of just the production on the ice, and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head in terms of, I think, his decision in terms of coming back for another year. And I think if you listen to the Elliot Friedman interview he did with Sportsnet, kind of left the door open in terms of like, you know, it's not definitive. Like this is the last riot or what have you. It's going to be the same thing. Like whatever happens in this year for the Bruins, I have to imagine that he's going to, you know, keep his cards close to his chest and say, you know, I'm going to sit down with the family and talk about it. I think it's going to be a case by case basis for him. And I think it does come down to, you know, how viable is this team's chances of contention next year, how he feels spending time with his family, um, because it's not anything in terms of production on the ice. And I think we've always said, you know, Bergeron was not going to be a guy that I think was going to play till he's 40 and transition into being like a defensive third line center or anything no. like that. You oh, know, God, that's, not, no. that's not what he's going to be. But he's also not even like slipping into being like a very good 2C. He's playing like a a guy in line for his sixth Selkie trophy, uh, you know, 80 points. He's been just as good. I think it was Jay Fresh who does uh, a lot of the, you know, underlying metrics and kind of charts guys in their play year over year. Like Bergeron's numbers have gone up from last year. You could make the case that he had probably the best defensive season for a forward in almost two decades, if not longer. Um, so it's one thing where it's all right. You're, you're still playing at a high level. You still got it, but he's not even – you know, he's not even plateauing in terms of being a elite number one center. He's playing even better, which is again a testament to his conditioning, toughness, his his skill set, which um, you know, has not eroded at all over these years. But yeah, when it when the time comes for him to sit down and kind of chart the next, you know, chapter for him, I don't think it's gonna be as playing the ice as any 
influence on him because if he wants to keep on playing, he can anchor this lineup for a long, long time. And the Bruins will gladly have him back. I don't Absolutely. think that, that is that is not that yes. was never the case last year. A safe bet that the Bruins would want him to come back. We're talking really safe bets. Talking about a good friends over at Bet Online. Right, you are Evan. Listen up, guys. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Over at Bet Online, you can still find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, the latest fighting news, NFL bets, and yes, with the NHL back. Even more wages and odds. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code CLNS50. BetOnline, where the game starts stats where are the game stats so it's thanksgiving as you said connor it is per source it, it, or you know i, I this, this might People come out either on, this might either come out on thanksgiving or uh the day after i don't quite know yet which again i'm thinking out loud on a decision i have to make that listeners don't really care about but it, it's I, I don't know when this coming out nonetheless though it's thanksgiving season at least right per source and we always do this we always do this we do you know what we're thankful for what bruins fans should be thankful for uh and we're gonna go you know to a piece one, 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 one. Um, and I'll let you go first, Connor. What should Bruins fans be thankful for this year? Yeah, I think it's an obvious one. I guess it's kind of a twofer in terms of what, what I'm talking about. But Spurs are on Krejci coming back. Like this, this team does not get off the ground. This narrative, this urgency is not there. And this team is certainly not 17-2-0 um, without those guys back. You know, we've... You know, already talked at length about Bergeron, his play on the ice, but even beyond that, even if he was a guy that was taking a step back and was looking like more of a pretty good 1C, very good 2C, uh, the way this team kind of galvanizes around him, rallies around him, and how much they they play for him, it's something pretty special when you just look at how much, you know, not influence, but like just how much uh, of uh, a role that he plays in that locker room and how much these guys want to play for him uh, and how cognizant they are of the fact that he may not have that any more kicks, you know, at the can left in his Hall of Fame career. So having him back there has been huge for this team. And then again, David Krejci coming back, he had a little bit of that lull coming back from that upper body injury, but you're still seeing the same guy that um, just having his presence alone is what has stabilized his lineup. I think, you know, it's again, Eric Holler did a very solid job last year, but to have Krejci back there to not have to worry about um, who's going to slot in where Jim Montgomery has done a lot of shuffling throughout the lineup, but it's pretty easy to do that shuffling and feel confident in your team structure when you can still look at Bergeron, Krejci, Coyle, and kind of build all around that. And Krejci so far has been great in that regard. Um, and something that Bergeron has even talked about quite a bit in terms of one of the uh, things that led to him come back this year was talking to Krejci and viewing it as potentially one more run. So having those two guys back there, not just the influence the veteran leadership but their play on the ice especially i think for instance it's to be very thankful for them kind of being that that spot that conduit that started what has so far been a fantastic season for this team and great you had that slap shot goal in tampa the old school just clap bomb um from the right side i i forget and this is off of the david creature slap shot but i forget who tweeted it and i don't know I don't know where he McAvoy was saying this, but McAvoy was on some podcast or he was doing some video and he was talking about how, you know, they realized when Krejci Bergeron came back, like these guys are 
are leaving it all out there for this. Like this is their last, like last shot at it. And it's like, I think the team, whatever Bergeron says, and I, he's obviously not going to say, Hey, this is my last year. What It doesn't matter what he says. I think the team thinks this yeah. probably is it for him and Krejci. Um, And, and just hearing McAvoy kind of say those things, it's like, okay, like this, this is a large reason. Like that's a huge reason as to why this team is doing so well. It's like, they're leaving it out there for like, this is it for them too, in a sense, like just leaving it completely out there this year. And again, I don't think it's any coincidence that Marshan's back earlier. McAvoy was back earlier. You know, I, I just, I don't think it is. Um, my thing Bruins fans should be thankful for is Jim Montgomery working out. Jim Montgomery working out. I mean, again, uh, I, I, he's just, you know, he's the head coach. I think a lot of most fans were pretty pissed when Bruce Cassidy got fired, obviously, Bruce is off in Vegas doing terrific things. That team is is rolling. Uh, but at the same time, Montgomery's been here. It's been very good. It's been kind of a new look team offensively. Uh, they are scoring. I know there's a little bit of five on five scoring issues there for a little bit. Obviously, they had to come back down earth, but they're still winning games in multiple ways. He's doing the right things and it's worked out. And it's also been longer than I think like the new head coach vibe. Like Usually when there's a new head coach, that team does well for a short amount of time, but it's, it's right. never more than like eight or nine or 10 games. This is a lot longer than that. So um, again, I think he's pushing the right buttons. I think they like him. I think that's the number one thing, you know, whether you like it or not, or disagree with it or not. I think there were guys in that room who were not happy uh, with Cassidy. I know some people are going to say, hey, you, sh- you know, you should be able to say what you want if you're the coach. Some people might disagree. doesn't matter. The players, again, just some of them, I think, may have checked him out. And that also comes with being an NHL head coach. Like yes. you have, you have a very short shelf life. Uh, and this is not college. This is not, you know, high school or prep where coaches stay some for, you know, 10, 20, sometimes 25, 30 years. Uh, this is not that industry. Um, so again, they have short shelf lives. There will be a time in the next five, six, however long many years where it's going to be Montgomery out. And that's just how it works. But again, things are working real well for him now. And they look good under him. They look good under him. And it's going to be interesting to see, how that team, and again, it's a long way away, but how that team looks with Montgomery as head coach in the playoffs, because it's an interesting thing. But I think that Bruins fans should definitely be thankful for Montgomery. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think uh, for my other one, I'll focus on, um, there's a lot of people involved in a a hockey team beyond the players and the coaches that I think play key key roles in a team's success, whether it's the strength and conditioning video coaches, everyone behind the scenes, the communications, all that. Well, the Bruins just did a great story on Matt Myers. Yes, uh, exactly. video coach. Yeah. Terrific story done yeah. by Eric Russo over at their website. It was awesome. Yes, I highly recommend if uh, people are checking out on the Bruins website, read it. Um, again, tons of people that do a whole bunch of work uh, behind the scenes. So I'll, I'll point out uh, Scotty Waugh, who's the head of their rehab um, and that his whole team in terms of the work I think they've done to um, get – so many guys coming back from major injuries, back up to speed, all ahead of schedule, all who don't look like they've been rushed back or they're risking further injury, anything like that. Um, of course, it's some of it's a testament to the players themselves in terms of working through kind of those peaks and valleys that come with rehabbing back from a major uh, injury. But whatever uh, Wa and his team is doing, it's working out pretty well. I mean, it works out it's, well. <laughs> whether it's Martian coming back over a month uh, beforehand, McAvoy coming back a few weeks. Um, and again, Martian comes right back, has three points in his first game. McAvoy starts off a little slow, and I'll say that in terms of maybe not just the the level of play that we've expected from him. And now he's got, what, six assists in his last two games, playing 
yeah. 23 plus minutes again. And you go down the list as other guys who maybe didn't, wouldn't, you know, didn't have long-term injuries, but are back in two, three games, right? Like Krejci misses some time. He's back. Taylor Hall was week to week. Like the last week of the preseason didn't miss a single game to start the year. Uh, DeBrus got hurt and hurt his hand and he's back. So um, Robert looks you know, to be coming one, back soon. Exactly. Yeah. So it's one thing where this team's been uh, playing at a high level and it's impressive considering just the amount of injuries they've had, not just the guys we knew going into the year, but there's been plenty of times where things could have gone sideways for this team. And not to say that losing one guy like Krejci or DeBrusque or something was going to make this team fall into an 0-4 and 2 lull or anything like that, but those injuries that pop up over a year that are inevitable, although usually the things that lead to a one, two and one stretch or what have you. And so far that hasn't been the case. And I think a lot of it goes to, you know, the people behind the scenes that get these guys ready, get them back out there over the grind of a long season. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't have a hockey team without the the support staff. And obviously, as you said, they've been doing such a terrific job with just bringing guys back. I mean, the proof is literally like right there. This isn't like hard to figure out either. I mean, just how, how good they have been at bringing uh, different guys back. I will say Bruins fans should be thankful for Nick Foligno. And again, I, we've said this multiple times at the start of the year. You know, we've gladly eaten the crow when it comes to him. Um, but I think when you look at even, what, four months ago, you know, went through waivers, all that stuff, you know, fans had uh, written him off. He makes too much money, this and that. Like, um, I, I I forget who, t- might have been Steve Conroy. I could honestly be imagining it. But uh, I think he tweeted recently, like, Nick Felino isn't just playing really well. He's he's making it worth his contract. Yeah. Um, and he has. I mean, I know, again, like, it's still a fair amount of money for a fourth-line player, but when you look at his net front presence on the power play and you look at his leadership qualities and you look at, you know, through the Mitchell Miller stuff and and you also look at just his play on the ice, like, again, you can use him anywhere. And I think when they initially signed him, uh, they wanted him to be able to slot up on that second-line center role if they needed him to. Now, last year, again, he battled injuries and wasn't right the whole year, and he was never, ever a candidate for the second line. He was barely a candidate to be in the lineup. Um, But again, he's proven everybody wrong. He has been outstanding uh, to start this season, and he is someone that Bruins fans should be thankful for because, again, he's an important guy. And I've said this before, like, when the playoffs come around and if the scoring dries up up front or, you know, you know, the top guys have a couple bad games. He's a guy you can rely on just given his veteran presence. And he's been there before um, and succeeded. So for me, again, I'm very interested and intrigued by how he progresses throughout the year. Um, you know, he had the nice goal in Tampa the other night. He's been producing, but you know, can he continue that? My guess is yes. Uh, but just how much, like, I'm curious what his point total at the end of the year is going to be, because I think it's going to surpass any ex- I mean, he's already surpassed all expectations. He's on um, pace for 48 points right now, which is like insane. Insane. And that's why, again, I think uh, Bruins fans should also just be thankful for how well this team is playing and how they feel like it feels like everybody is on all systems go um, and everybody's kind of producing at, you know, outstanding rates, which, again, leads to success usually. So uh, I think for Bruins fans sake, hopefully it continues. I would also like to say we are thankful for you, you listeners. We are very thankful to the listeners. I was wondering uh, who, if you or I was going to bring this up first. Breaking news, Connor, Connor's not thankful for the listeners. I'm not, yeah. Connor hates the listeners. Out of the bag. Yeah, Connor hates you guys. No, but for real, thank you. We're, we're thankful to you guys. I mean, you make it uh, fun. And Connor, I mean, you cover the team every day. And I know that, you know, you're extremely thankful to subscribers and to, to fans, obviously. I would 
Yes, obviously. absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's um, we we couldn't do this without uh, you guys' support, uh, your comments, your, your questions you send us, all that stuff. I mean, it's what I think we both agree makes this job so great. And uh, wherever we kind of cover hockey is, you know, the engagement we get, the the passion and and stuff like that. And again, it's what makes this job fun. It's not just the product on the ice or you know the the roles we have in terms of what we we cover it's usually the the people we you know meet along the way whether it's through in person on on twitter on youtube uh all that stuff people on the street who tell us ad reads oh yeah on the those highway things. exactly just crazy just, just cuts right in front of me breaks right on 95 just it's like very dangerous but it's fine um but no we couldn't <laughs> do it with all you guys so again as as echoing what evan said thank you guys for all your support yeah, that awkward pause at the end there between me to you. I was gonna say I would imagine, but I, I don't have to. I know you do, but I was just instinctively like I would imagine. Funny if I just was like I have nothing else to say. Uh, no. I'm good. You said it all, Evan. Uh, but no, seriously, I mean it makes it fun. I mean, and, and that's I think the beauty of Bruins fans. But as I'm seeing, you know, New England hockey fans and people in the New England hockey scene, you know, in this great region, like it's it's a passionate bunch. And I think with the Bruins specifically, like you guys care. And I think there are a lot of markets in this in this country um, and in the NHL and Canada, everybody cares. But I mean, there are markets that there isn't that level of engagement. And, you know, Bruins fans are up here, even when we are annoyed with you guys sometimes with certain takes on Twitter. It's all out of love. It's love. I mean, it's you know, it's not serious. Um, and and we love you guys and the support because, I mean, this is I was thinking about this the other day that Poke the Bear has been going since fall of 2020. Uh, so, and I've been hosting Bruins beat since spring of 2019. So we both been on quite the run here with, uh, with this and the show is growing. The numbers are terrific. They have, you know, exponential growth. And so it's been, it's been awesome. And again, we can't thank you guys enough, um, for all the support you guys give us and hope you guys all have a happy Thanksgiving. And if you're looking for a great holiday gift, what can people look forward to over at BSJ Connor? Yeah. We're going to have you guys covered every step of the way with game reports, columns, features, Q&As, all that stuff over at BSJ throughout this Bruins season. So uh, definitely, yeah, please subscribe over at bostonsportsjournal.com. And if you're going to follow me on Twitter, you can at ConnorRyan underscore 93. Go do all that. That's Connor Ryan, Evan Marinovsky. You poke the bear listeners of a great rest of your week. (laughs) 